Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Store. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. As always, back again for a Friday. Don't do this very often, but we do this week because we love you guys so much. We want to make sure we get you guys three episodes every week to make sure you guys are winning all of your leagues. And on this beautiful Friday, I am with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good. It is a beautiful Friday here in Philadelphia. Got, got some cold ones going, so... Happy to talk some baseball here on, on a Friday evening. Yeah, especially some weekend baseball and some of the baseball. Well, we'll talk a little about the baseball today, but I mean, it, this is going to mm-hmm. come out for the people on Saturday. So mainly talking weekend stuff, waiver wire and all the good stuff that people really enjoy. Uh, I know I got to start digging into uh, who I'm going to be putting on my weekly waiver wire article for next week. So this is kind of a good uh, build up into that. Yeah, and I mean, let's just get right into it. Um, we were both way <laughs> off with our Fernando Tatis Jr. predictions. Uh, what, what I what I said at the end I was like, oh, he'll probably go over five with three strikeouts. That was pretty close. Over five <laughs> with two strikeouts did not keep up his uh, his good form that he hit against AAA pitching. But obviously, still a great player. Still nothing to to be too worried about there. Just it would have been nice if he came out of the gates with, with two home runs. Man, it would have been so nice. I wanted it to happen, and I kept checking the box score because I was unable to watch the game. But I was checking the box score like, all right, what's he done? 0 for 2, 0 for 3, 0 for 4. It's like, damn, man, this sucks. Like, he was he was supposed to come out and light the world on fire, and instead of lighting the world on fire, he fucking was a dumpster fire. I mean, that's a bit drastic because <laughs> it was one game. But he realistically, today or tomorrow, he's probably going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of killing it, Drew Smiley today got in the way of his own perfect game. I don't know if you saw how that perfect game ended. I did not, no. A little David Peralta, 34-mile-an-hour roller in the infield, and Smiley decided that he was going to field it himself while the catcher was trying to field it, and the catcher essentially tackled Smiley, and Peralta was safe, and they ruled it an infield single. What inning was that in? Uh, The eighth inning. Eighth inning? Damn. Yeah. But yeah. he's—I mean—he's not supposed to field that ball. That's, that's the catcher's ball. He—I know it was—it was a big moment. He probably got excited, wanted to be the man to make the play. But come on, Smiley, former Mariners legend. More like that was, was a frowny play there for Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are out of here, folks. But <laughs> I did—I did notice in that game something. Something else that made me frowny is uh, Patrick Wisdom hit another absolute bomb. <sighs> he has nine home runs now on the year. I dropped him. On the uh, 14th, the night he started his four-game home run streak, had another home run today. I mean, he's someone we talked about. He's not going to be available in your league because he's just on fire right now. But if he does come available, he he could – I mean, he already he's already halfway pretty much to 20 home runs, which is we thought was like what he could do. So, yeah, hopefully you got – you made a wise pickup with uh, Wisdom a few weeks ago. 
I admittedly did not because I was dumb and I even put in my Roto Baller article about people to um, kind of pump the brakes on. Patrick Wisdom was in the very first installment of that article, and that just continues to haunt me. Him and Nolan Gorman are two takes that just continue to haunt me. Maybe over the course of the year, they will correct themselves, or maybe over the course of the year, they are just this is who they are now. Patrick Wisdom is going to hit 40 home runs this year for the Cubs and strike out 32% of the time. Yeah, Cub, Cubs going to win the World Series again. <laughs> but uh, we put out a question there for, for guys like you're targeting, guys you're, you're thinking about cutting. I know you said you, you got a few questions there on, on DMs as well. So who 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 was someone that the people are talking about right now? All right, so I'll hit you one right out of the gate. Is Luis Garcia of the Astros worth adding at this point? I know he had the big start the other day finally after he started slow this year. Uh, I know he was already on some people right some people's radar just because he pitches for the Astros, which gives you a slight boost in the fantasy world because you're in line for some wins there. Is he somebody that you are targeting now or are you still kind of hesitant? Uh yeah, he's rostered in 76% of Yahoo leagues. I picked him up in my keeper league actually before his most recent start. I thought about even using my waiver spot on him, but but no one claimed him, so I was able to pick him up as a free agent. And yeah, he had a had a fantastic start against a, a pretty good Blue Jays lineup. And Matt Chapman's killing it for them. They got Vlad, mm-hmm. obviously, Bichette. That's a good lineup there with Springer too. Seven innings, uh, no one runs, nine strikeouts, got the win, got him really back on track. Down in Tampa Bay for his next start on Tuesday, but could be a could be a two star pitcher next week. I think if he's available, you got to pick him up given his track record. I mean. Over the past two years, 26 and 16, 3.60 ERA, uh, case per nine above nine, K to walk, 324 to 97. So three to one K to walk there. Yeah, Garcia, I think if he's available, given the fact that he's on the Astros, should get a lot of more opportunities to, to pick up wins, take advantage of that of that slow start. And uh, I think he's much closer to what he did against the Blue Jays on Wednesday. I think so, too. I think he, it's it's weird because last year he was very fastball heavy. Uh, he had a cutter secondary. He throws like five pitches. Um, his fastball was okay, but it got hit the most out of all of his pitches. It had like a 280 batting average against. And this year, his fastball has now become his second most used, most used pitch, and it has a 400 batting average against and like a 400 expected, bat, expected batting average against. So it's not even getting unlucky. It's just been a terrible pitch this year. But his cutter is his most used pitch now, and it has a 47% whiff rate. So I I can't imagine he shies more away from the fastball because there's no way it went from his most used pitch last year to all of a sudden like his third or fourth most used pitch. It's probably going to stay that second most used pitch. He's going to have to find a way to get that slider and curveball to be a little more effective moving forward. If he can do that and keep being cutter dominant, he he will be very much more like this last start he had. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Anthony, yeah. back in the chat. Ups. What up, man? Yeah, Anthony just asked us here if uh, Brandon Brandon Fott is is worth a pickup on a twelve team league. I think he had, he dominated in, in his last start there for mm-hmm. the uh, for the Diamondbacks Triple A team. They said they would have called him up for Bumgarner if if the pitching you know if the schedule worked worked out better in his favor. So. I think he's probably worth definitely picking up in a 12-team league. If he's in a keeper league and he's out there, definitely pick him up. Uh, he's available in my one 10-team league. I'm considering picking him up to holding on to him. But, yeah, he, I mean, similar to um, who we talked about yesterday. That was just Mason Miller of the yeah. Athletics. I mean, the Diamondbacks are 
a lot better than Oakland. They may, they may not be like one of the top teams in their division, but they're, they're going to be up and coming here. And, and Fouts going to be, be a big part of big, big part of that. So uh, yeah, I, I pick him up in, in his 12 team league. I agree. I have him in the uh, SUPN dynasty league and I've been waiting for this moment. Uh, I think he led the minors in strikeouts last year. Crazy dominant start. His last game it was like seven innings, eight strikeouts, only gave up a couple hits and then earned run. He's, he is, I hate saying somebody's the real deal when there's a prospect and get called up, but there's a reason that he's one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. He is really good, and Arizona this year has actually been really good as well. Their lineup scores a lot of runs. They don't play the greatest defense. They play okay defense behind him, but he has good strikeout stuff, and he's already been pitching enough innings in the minors that there isn't really a worry about an innings limit. I think he pitched 130 innings last year, if I remember correctly. I think that was 167 innings last yeah, year. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, there's absolutely no worry at all about needing to uh, limit his innings this year. He can go 180 innings and be okay with his arm. They're not overusing him. So, yeah, I think he's an excellent, excellent, excellent pickup in a 12-team or bigger league. If you consider it in a 10-team, it's okay. Just be sure of who you're dropping, but 12 mm-hmm. leagues or bigger, he should be owned in every league. Yeah, and uh, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides NHL, NBA, and MLB daily games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, we're going from a, a Diamondbacks pitcher here to a Diamondbacks hitter, someone we were high on before the season that um, became available in, in both my, my main league and my keeper league. Picked him up in the keeper league. Um, he's currently on waivers in my 10-team league as well. Is Christian Walker. I think he had, what, 30, 35 home runs last year. So far this season only has two. Yeah, 36 home runs last year, 94 RBIs while hitting 242. This year he hit him 222 with only two home runs in 19 games. Um, I've been on the cusp of dropping him in my keeper league just because he's, he's a util bat. But I mean, yesterday on uh, Wednesday, he went three for five against the Diamondbacks, uh, two for five against the Cardinals. He's still hitting cleanup in that lineup. Um, is he someone you're looking to, looking to cut yet or – maybe just like on the fringe at util to bench him. I'm going to be honest. I think right now I would cut him. He, one of the big things that I look for in somebody that I'm going to cut at this point is I'll, if I'm cutting them, it's got to be somebody that I don't think is going to get picked up right away. And I can't imagine a lot of people clamoring to pick up Christian Walker when you cut him. Uh, there's some major flaws going on with him this year. He's swinging 10% more of the time. Uh, at pitches in the zone and making contact 8% less, which is like a considerable amount less. Like he was making zone contact 85% of the time last year. He's making zone contact 77% of the time this year. He has a 28% whiff rate compared to 24% last year. I, When guys are struggling early on like this, uh, you can look at some of their metrics. You can look at their... Uh, like I said, like their swing rate, their whiff rate, their contact rate, their launch angle, their all of those sorts of things. And you can get kind of an idea of, okay, is he swinging at a lot of pitches and still making contact? He's just not getting those hits. That's somebody that could break out eventually. But when you look at somebody's numbers and you see, oh, he's swinging at a lot more pitches than he was last year and making considerably less contact this year, 
that's not a good sign. He's going to get a ton of at-bats there in Arizona. Like, they're not going to pull him out of the lineup for anybody. So he has that going for him. I I just I'm okay cutting bait with them in like a 10 or 12 team league. 15 team league probably hold him, just ride it mm, out, yeah. but 10 or 12 team league you can cut bait cuz he'll still be there when he gets hot again. Yeah, 12, 12 team leagues unless you're unless you're power based a little bit if it's 6x6 six six or 7x7 seven seven with something like slugging or or whatnot, I'd maybe maybe keep him there, but yeah, Walker's one of those type of guys that like he's going to rack up 30 home runs over the course of the season or he should, but like we talked about it with Rowdy Tellez a few weeks ago. It has to be a guy that you just keep in your lineup because you never know mm-hmm. when he's going to get hot, similar to Joey Gallo. But yeah, looking at his baseball savant page, average average exit velocity is in the 10th percentile, hard hit percentage 16th percentile, uh, whiff, whiff rate 30, 30, 35th percentile, so not good there. He just has not been been hit, hitting the ball well. So if you're thinking about it and have someone to pick up, pro- probably go pull the trigger there, but... I don't blame you if you if you give him another another week or two here to see if he can find that find that power stroke. Yeah, but beyond yeah. that, I'm just I'm out on yeah. I'm out on Chris I'm, I'm calling out some other other uh, first baseman here we were high on, and uh, this man has not hit a home run yet. His baseball savant page may even be bluer than Christian Walker is. <laughs> Jose Abreu going from the White Sox to the Astros. I was all about it. We were all about it. Much better lineup, better ballpark for him. They're going to find a rejuvenation down there in Houston. <sighs> Average exit velocity is 19th percentile. Whiff rate, 35th percentile. Hard hit, 38. Walk rate, 10th percentile. He's not seeing the ball well. He's not hitting the ball hard. I'm very tempted to drop him in my 10-team um, league. He's Because my other first baseman are Freddie Freeman, who's killing the ball, and uh, CJ Crone, who's doing just as good as, if not better than Abreu, but I drafted him in the ninth round. So like, this is the part of the year where, you know, there's top 10, 12 round picks. You still want to hold on to, but Abreu, you know, back to back two for fours, one for four before that heading into a Friday night here in Atlanta. Then they go down to Tampa Bay. So not, not great pitching matchups coming up for them. I I can't imagine. So yeah, it it might be time to either try to sell on Abreu while you still can, or, or just cut bait a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I might see. It's so hard to sell somebody like that because you're selling low mm-hmm. in reality. But I also don't know if you're necessarily selling low because I don't know if it's going to get much higher for Jose Abreu, which makes it a pain in the ass because he's somebody that a lot of people thought was going to be really good this year. He was my number seven first baseman coming into. The I don't year, know if it was a lot of people or, or just us. Or just, uh, if, you know, if, if I, I heard some rumblings. rumblings. There were rumblings. I heard some rumblings. Okay. But it's just his hitting profile is kind of similar to Christian Walker, except he doesn't swing at nearly as many pitches. He's he's swinging at like the same amount of pitches as last year, making similar contacts to last year, like 84% zone contact last year, 82.5% this year. Not a huge difference. But his whiff rate is up like five percent. His chase rate is up like eight percent. So he's I think he's forcing it a bit at the plate, which is something that is never good for anybody to do. So I mean, I, I understand why hitters do it because nobody wants to be that dude that's supposed to be really good that's struggling. But also I don't understand why they do it because it never works for anybody. So you can't swing your way out of a slump. Ask Chris Davis. But I, I'm just worried that this is 
I mean, I, I'm worried that like the 12 to 15 home run Jose Abreu is the real Jose Abreu now, and it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, that definitely could be the case here. Uh, one more, I believe you were high on him before the season, and then, then I'll let, let you go with a few players you rather have your eye on or trying to cut is uh, William Contreras of the Milwaukee Brewers. I believe you were higher on him than on Wilson of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong there, but uh, he was recently dropped in my 12-team league, in my in my keeper league, uh, eight teams. He's a free agent already. He's hitting 3 2 He has four RBIs, but he's not doing much power, no home runs, a lot of one for four, one for four, oh for four, one for threes recently. His baseball on my page is decent. Um, is he someone you're you're holding on to here? Or and and also, you know, if he's available in a in a 12 team league with one catcher, would you be picking him up? I would be picking him up because I am still all in on the William Contreras hype train. Uh his biggest thing he had going for him the last couple seasons or the parts of the last couple seasons was his power that's the one thing missing this year but unlike previous seasons all he really had the last couple years was power he was like uh, exceeding expectations in the average department and striking out a lot didn't walk a ton he walked an okay amount but not a ton he just had a ton of power this year the power is not there yet but he's got a 302 average His expected batting average is 20 points higher than it was last year. He's striking out only 16% of the time. He's walking almost 14% of the time. He's shown improvements in a lot of areas that I like to see. The baseball savant page still looks good. Average X velocity, 53rd percentile. K rate's real nice. He's good on defense. The framing, 84th percentile. I'm picking him up if it's me, and I'm holding him if he's on my roster. The thing that looks to be his downfall appears to be either his his well his purpose his pull percentage is down a little bit, but his ground ball percentage is the same. But looking at his, he has eleven balls hit over a hundred miles per hour, and two of them are, are GIDPs. For six of them are other other field outs, including you know a, a five degree launch angle, a eight degree launch angle single. Negative three uh, degree launch angle. <laughs> so he's hitting the ball hard. He's just not getting it in the air yet. So you know he and he's he has a good average. I don't realize he's hitting three hundred two. So yeah. I, I I may end up picking him up here. This is the league I, I dropped uh, Logan Ohapi in, but I, I think I believe in Contreras a little bit more than I believe in Ohapi for, for this season. Yeah, and I guess I'm just gonna say it right now on the podcast so that it's known. I think now, right now, William Contreras is my favorite by now not even catcher, maybe my favorite by now player in fantasy. Cause the more that I look at his numbers uh, last year, he had a 74% zone contact rate this year. He has an 89% zone contact rate, making a ton of contact rate contact. His uh, chase rate has dropped 3% to 25%, which is below league average or better than league average. I should say his whiff rate was 34% last year, 34% for his career. It's 23% this year. So, He's making contact and he has that crazy ass power that a lot of catchers seem to have now. So he has that power and he's got the contact. It's just a matter of getting, I mean, getting under the ball a little bit so he can take advantage of it. But we talked about how Milwaukee is a way more uh, hitter friendly park in terms of home runs to right handers than uh, what is it? Truist park in Atlanta was last year. So 
good things are to come for William Contreras. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of the people that are out on him or that have dropped him. And if you have him, ride it out. I promise you it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to pick him up. I'm not sure I'm going to put a waiver claim in or see if he goes through through waivers to free agency. But yeah, in 15 games this year, he has at least one hit in 13 of them. He started the season with an 11-game hit streak. You know, he only has two doubles, and they haven't. They both came more than a week ago. But yeah, he has the power. We saw that last year. Just a matter of putting it all together. I think it's just a just a, a, a slower three weeks here for him with no power, but still hitting 300. You can't really complain too much about that. Also can't complain about the uh, store, the sale going on in the SGPN merch store in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off anything in the SGPN merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything, uh, including this great baseball money is fake t-shirt here. They're in the store. They're fantastic. So make sure you check them out. Okay. So something I wanted to cover real quick. We didn't put injuries in the title, but there has been two injuries of note that I think need to be at least mentioned on here. Chris Bubich, who has been a fantasy baseball darling to start the year, Tommy John surgery. He is out until next year. So you're free to drop him. The hype train has been derailed. Unfortunately, I wanted to see how good he could do this year. And then Logan O'Hoppy. I I mean, I haven't checked in a couple hours, so I don't know if there is an actual update. But that man's shoulder is toast. So if you have Logan O'Hoppy, I'm just going to say right now, I was already like pretty for dropping him moving forward. If you could find the right person, I think you're safe to drop him right now before the injury news even comes out. Mm. A few days ago against the Red Sox, he swung at a pitch pretty hard and hurt his shoulder and kind of grimaced and grabbed his shoulder and had to step out of the box for a minute, but stayed in the game played yesterday. He swung at a pitch and that same shoulder, it hurt so bad. It dropped him to a knee and he had tears when he was coming off the field. So I think it's safe to drop him. Unfortunately, I hate to see young talent get injured like that, but it, it's not looking good for him. Yeah. Uh, two other injury things here. It, it, Bryce Harper is just superhuman. It looks like he could return <laughs> early May, which is like a hundred some days, not even two hundred days. When the, I think average recovery time from Tommy John or whatever is like over a year or about about a year. He's taking choppers at first base. He's swinging. He he, he, he can slide feet first. He's still working on sliding uh, head first. He's only going to do that going back back to the bag for pickoffs. But yeah, if if Harper is out there and and you know someone's dangling him, maybe go out and. Um, See if you can get him or, or look for some uh, him to uh, NL MVP futures for him. I think I got him at 80 to 1 just, just last night. So hey. that could be something to look at. And then uh, another another uh, very, very happy, very positive sign here is uh, Liam Hendricks, cancer free. So uh, fantastic to hear that for him. Uh, not sure what his, his baseball future career is going to gonna you know look like, but hopefully he can come back for, for the White Sox. I hope so, too. I heard that he's planning on pitching this year. I don't know exactly when, but I heard that uh, the man wants to come back and pitch. So if he wants to pitch, let the man pitch. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I, I kind of took over that first segment there. If you have any players you, you, want, you want to bring up, uh, just who you got. Uh, I just want to highlight a couple guys that have been hot that I think are worth uh, at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was the worst lisp of all time. It sounded like Mike Tyson uh, that I think are, are worth a look on the waiver wire to at least ride them while they're hot. 
Uh, Jack Sawinski of the Pirates has been a man on fire lately. He oh, this, this, four... might be, this might be a, a good time for, for my segment I was thinking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit me with it. Well, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a full segment here, but it, it sounds like it's what it is. You know, uh, weekly or biweekly, you have the uh, free agent auction budget uh, yes. th- for that. So you have the fab there. And I, I got my own fab here. Is, okay. um, is Jack Sawinski an ad? Is this just a fad or is he bad? Fad ad you know or bad? What? Oh, I fucking love that. Oh, F-A-B, fab, baby. Jack Sawinski is a fad. He was a fad last year, too. But is Very he an streaky. ad? Is he an ad as well as a fad? I guess you could be, you could, there could be a gray area. He could there. be both. He, he's in between a fad and an ad because he proved last year that he can be very streaky and he can be very productive on his hot streaks, hitting like a good chunk of home runs in a short amount of time. He's doing it right now with four home runs in his last five games. He's not going to end the year with the best batting average. He's probably only going to hit 20 home runs if he's lucky this year. Yeah, 19 home runs in 106 games last year. I mean, that's if you played a full season, that'd be what, 25? Yeah, but what did he hit, like 210? 202. He's like a, a yeah. Daniel Vogelbach light here. I'm not sure if oh, he's and I love me the same size, smoky. but similar, yes, I- uh, similar output here. I think he's somewhere between an ad and a fad. He's an ad right now, but when he cools off, cut him immediately. Like, don't if he's got an an O for you, four. You may have missed the boat on him. Three. He has four home runs in his past past five games. He's at home against Cincinnati for this weekend, so maybe there'll be some decent pitching matchups. But since since he's got a three fifths of the rotation is Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft, so since he's wild on the up and up here. Yeah, speaking of which, speaking of, speaking of Ashcraft, he pitches today against Mitch Keller. If you're watching this on the live. I'm telling you right now, on Bovada, there is a Ashcraft and Keller both to have four plus strikeouts bet at like plus 120. That seems like easy fucking money. Hmm. Um, but all right, so I'll give you another name okay. for fad, ad, or bad. I'll give you one. Please do. Okay, fad, ad, or bad. Oh, Taylor Walls of the Tampa Bay Taylor, Rays. That, that's a good one because he has the position eligibility, second, third, short. He can fill out the the you know extra not just not catcher first outfield. I, I think he's probably a fad. He had a two home run game in Cincinnati. Before that, he had a home run one for three in, in Toronto. He's not playing every day for Tampa Bay, so you know what? If if a if a lineup spot opens up for him, definitely. Keep an eye out for him. Maybe put him on your watch list. But uh, I think, if anything, right now he, he he's a fad. Yeah, I, I can't say he's bad. He he's been great over the past few weeks. But but he's not quite an ad yet. I'm with you on that one. He's he wasn't very good last year, and so for him to all of a sudden be this good this year, the Tampa Bay Rays are so weird because they're all so good. If you look at their lineup for today, everybody in their starting lineup has hit three or more home runs, <laughs> which is crazy. Like. Yeah. I think the Mariners are starting two people that, or no, the uh, uh, God, the White Sox who they're going against have two people that have hit mm-hmm. five home runs, like three people that have hit one, and then a bunch of people that have hit none. And the Rays have everybody has hit at least three or more this year, which is yeah, wild. The, the issue for Walls is I'm not, I'm not sure where else he like plays actually, but second base, third base, shortstop is Brandon Lowe, um, Isaac Paredes who's on fire, and Wanda Franco. So like he's not going to take one of those spots. Maybe maybe DH or maybe I don't know if he is. Potential to play in, in, the, in the corner outfield spots, but 
yeah, the the, the Rays lineup, I mean, there, there's no stars in it. I mean, Rosarina obviously is pretty good. Yandy Diaz is coming into his own, but the, like there's no like Aaron Judge or Jane Color yeah. Stanton or Bryce Harper. It's just a bunch of guys that could hit like five in a regular, two or five in a regular lineup, just the whole way up and down. Oh, can I hit you with one more? Please do. Andrew McCutcheon, fad, uh, ad, or bad? I was gonna, I was gonna bring up, bring up Kutch, uh, when you mentioned Dostoevsky. I was gonna keep it, keep it pirate set, centric. Uh, I think he's good enough for an ad. I, I really do. He's hitting, hitting third in that Pirates lineup. T- tough for them to to lose Cruz, but McCutcheon going back home, getting a little. Well, hometown cooking here. He's, he's been great for them so far. Uh, four home runs, hitting 290, hit two home runs this week in Colorado, hit a home run in St. Louis uh, last Saturday. Home games here coming up against Cincinnati and the Dodgers. So, Lex Sawinski, I mean, yeah, if he's available, I'd, I'd go out there and pick him up, especially if you need a, a fourth outfielder or, or a util guy. I think he's should probably be, be rostered in most 12-team leagues. 10-team league depends on what you're looking for. But yeah, three stolen bases too. Rostered in 47% of Yahoo leagues. I think that's a, that's a good ad for now for McCutcheon. I'm with you on that. Uh, I have him in TGFBI, but it's because I drafted him. I think he was my last pick in the draft. No, Soroka was my last pick in the draft. I took him in round like 29 in a 15-team league. So that's why I drafted him. Not many people they draft him. Not many people roster him. Like we talked about in yesterday's episode, I am big on storylines. I love storylines. I think storylines do play a factor in a player's production with certain things. Uh, Like I talked about Marco Gonzalez has a baby, his next start, six innings, nine strikeouts. Andrew McCutcheon, the prodigal son of Pittsburgh, comes back to Pittsburgh for what could be his last year. It may not. He's never said that this is going to be his last year, but... He comes home to Pittsburgh and he's playing out of his mind. Four home runs, three stolen bases. He could have a 2015 year, which for a guy that's just chilling on a lot of waiver wires right now, 30% owned on ESPN. Take him. Uh, he hit he hit like 27 home runs two years ago. He's got some or yeah, two years, two years. Yeah, for the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. So he has some power. It's still there. It didn't it didn't lead to bigger bases. He doesn't really have the speed. Uh, his sprint speed is in the 87th percentile. So he's got a little speed, but the bigger bases definitely help him. He He's a 2015 guy, I think, for the remainder of the year. Uh, he's somebody that I think should be added as well. Not a fad <laughs> at all. I, I, I got one more guy here with making his season debut when I return from injury. Uh, Jorge Polanco, second baseman for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Edward Julian was sent down with him returning. Last year, he had 16 home runs while hitting 235 in 104 games. Year before, though, he had 33 home runs while hitting 269 in 152 games. Uh, hitting fifth tonight for the Twins against the Nationals. Rostered in 62% of Yahoo leagues. Do you think you should pick him up in a 10-12 team league? Uh, he, he has nothing going on for him, ad, fat, or bad, but I guess we can throw him into this, into this, little, this little game here. Yeah, I think he should be because coming into the season, he was a top 10 second baseman. And I don't think anything has changed that for like rest of season rankings going forward. Uh, all I see is a dude coming in that's just, I mean, he's healthy now. So, yeah, uh, last year he hit mm, 235 with 16 home runs, 16 doubles, and 100 games. 
that like put that into a full season. That's some pretty damn good numbers minus mm-hmm. the average. Twins have a pretty good lineup. There's gonna be a lot of people batting around him to hit him in or be hidden when he is up to bat. That's such a, a simpleton way of saying that. Uh, he hits really good with men on on base as well. So, yeah, I think he's an ad. He's still a top 10 second baseman for me for the rest of the season, and he is widely available out there. So I think he needs to be picked up. Yeah, and second base has been, I mean, kind of weaker so far this year. You got, you got Semyon's lit up to the hype. Nolan Gorman's been playing over his head. Brandon Lowe's been good. Max Muncy's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Taylor Walls, Arias, Nico Horner. Tyler Estrada or the other ones in the, in the top hundred here on Yahoo. So like second base is, is a, is a weak ish position right now. So yeah, I, I think definitely pick up Polanco. If he's available if you need, especially if you need second base. Yeah. I mean, in 2021, he had 35 doubles and 33 home runs. So he's got pop. He just needs the playing time and he's healthy enough. So he's going to get it. Yeah. Uh, but with that, make sure you guys go follow us on Apple and Spotify. Hit us up with a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed what you listened to. It goes a long way towards helping us, and we very much appreciate that. Follow us on our socials at Fake Baseball on Twitter, at Fake Baseball Money on YouTube and Twitch. And don't forget, we have the contest going on. It ends next Thursday, so we got six days. Uh, if you give us that five-star rating on Apple, that's one entry. Five-star rating on Spotify, another entry. Subscribe to the YouTube. That is a third entry. Find the link uh, pinned to our Twitter, and you will see how to enter. You take a screenshot of each of those. You get one entry for each, and the winner gets a free MLB uh, MLB shop custom jersey of their choosing. So, like, I could get uh, if I were to win, I could get a Mariners jersey with my last name and my favorite number on the back. And whoever wins gets their favorite team. Last name, whatever, and number on the back. It's free to you guys just for listening, for helping us out, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, make sure you do that. Follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. Subscribe, turn on the auto downloads, leave us a five star rating and review, and make sure you submit those screenshots for that for that contest. You can win an awesome jersey there of, of whatever whatever team you like. Yeah, and uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Girl, girl.